sound familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. While most of the 50 states have laws that protect a mother's right to breastfeed in public, many women face harassment and ridicule while nursing their baby or toddler outside of the home. What are the laws that protect a mother's rights? And what can she do if she is involved in an uncomfortable and embarrassing harassment incident? Today, I'm thrilled to introduce Michelle Hickman, the Director of Activism for Best for Babes and a longtime breastfeeding mama. Today, we are discussing ways to combat nursing and public harassment. This is The Boob Group, Episode 45. Breast milk, it does a baby good. Silly daddy, boobs are for babies. I make milk, what's your superpower? If my breastfeeding offends you, put a blanket over your head. Dairy diva, don't be lactose intolerant. Nursing nature's own breast enhancement. Meals on heels. Whoever said there's no use crying over spilled milk, never had to pump. Breast milk, all udders are inferior. Whatever your point of view, we're here to support your breastfeeding goals. We're the boob group, because mothers know breast. Welcome to The Boob Group, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Robin Kaplan. I'm also an international board-certified lactation consultant and owner of the San Diego Breastfeeding Center. At The Boob Group, we're your online support group for all things related to breastfeeding. Did you know that we have an entire panel of experts who would love to answer your breastfeeding and parenting questions? All you have to do is send us an email or call our hotline at 619 866 4775 and leave a message on our voicemail. Your questions will be answered on an upcoming episode. Today, I'm joined by two lovely panelists in the studio. Would you please introduce yourself? We'll start with you, Whitney. My name is Whitney. I am 22. I am a stay-at-home mother to a little girl named Lauren, who will be two on March the 2nd. I'm Delal Week, but I go by Daisy. I'm 33. I'm an executive assistant in finance and investor relations, and I have one daughter who's almost one year old. Well, ladies, welcome to the show. <coughs> Sound familiar? <coughs> if your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. (laughs) 
So let's kick off today's episode with some unbelievable breastfeeding stories making headlines around the internet. All of these stories are posted on the Boob Group Pinterest board if you would like to check them out. Um, And so actually, this is from one of the Best for Babes articles. Um, I just found it so fascinating. And the title is called Miracle Miracle Milk Helps Heal brain-injured, formula-fed baby. So the story is is there is this beautiful little baby named Charlotte Rose, and she was actually never breastfed by her mom. And until the age of 11 months, she was a happy, healthy little girl, and that all changed radically when she suffered a traumatic brain injury. And so what happened was she had this incredible aunt who um, wanted to make sure that she actually got breast milk while she was healing in the hospital. And so um, the aunt's name is Maria. And um, just quoting from the article, she said, I announced to the PICU doctor, which PICU stands for, I'm blanking on it, essentially um, intensive care unit for uh, for pediatrics. That's what it is. And um, what she said was, instead of infant formula, I want Charlotte to have pasteurized banked breast milk. And this was something that they had never even considered. Um, And the nutritionist actually didn't even know that there were human milk banks. And so what happened was, is this baby just started to heal miraculously, um, truly miraculously in the hospital. And um, they really credit the breast milk that she was given while she was in the hospital to really help heal her through this traumatic brain injury. And so I just wanted to ask you all, you know, what have you ever heard about how people have used breast milk to heal different things? And how do you think it, what what do you think of this story? Is it something that shocks you or is actually something that makes a lot of sense? It does make sense to me. I had read a book where a mother had a one of her babies was born with several developmental disabilities and she actually started maybe when he was two and she realized he was plateauing in his progress with traditional medicine she had already had another baby she started giving the two-year-old breast milk again and that was the only change she made and started noticing huge milestones wow. in his in his improvement that's amazing how about you Whitney I think that's amazing for people to be willing to donate their breast milk to less fortunate babies, whether it be due to the fact of illness or just injury, anything. I personally, I'm very glad that I was blessed to be able to breastfeed and am very glad that I was able to help other babies if they needed it. I was on a list to donate my milk. If oh, no way. At the time being, if anybody needed anything, to contact me and I was just willing because I wanted other babies to have the same chance of the nourishment that they need that I was giving my daughter. Awesome. We actually just had an episode on milk sharing um, and it was it was unbelievable just how, how fortunate these other moms felt who were not able to produce as much that they were able to get donor milk and how incredibly fortunate they felt that their babies were actually able to receive breast milk when they thought that they may not be able to. So that's amazing that you were on that list. I love it. So today on The Boob Group, we are discussing ways to combat nursing and public harassment. Our expert, Michelle Hickman, is the Director of Activism for Best for Babes, the creator and manager of the Best for Babes Nursing and Public Harassment Hotline, as well as the initiator of the nationwide Target Nursing in 2012. Michelle was also incredibly instrumental in helping me resolve a nursing and public harassment incident that happened in San Diego just a few weeks ago. So I'm super excited to have you on the show, Michelle. Thank you for joining us and welcome. 
Welcome. <laughs> so, Michelle, can you give us a little bit of background about your nursing and public harassment incident in Target and um, how you ended up getting into this advocacy position with Best for Babes? Um, in November the 29th of 2011, I was shopping at Target with a basket full of things and my sleeping infant woke up screaming and hungry, so I decided not to go into a dressing room with a cart full of stuff to come out and my cart be gone because that's happened before. So I just found a place right outside the fitting room and I tucked away and sat down crisscross applesauce on the floor and began to nurse the baby and made sure I wasn't blocking the ILAs or anything like that. And I was nursing with a really large blanket over us. Um, at the time, and even though we were covered, we were out of the way, um, I had several employees approach me um, repeatedly, despite the fact that I stated my state laws that I had the right to nurse there. Um, they kept trying to tell me that I needed to move to the fitting room, that it was Target's policy that they were trained to, to demand that we move to the fitting room despite, you know, how many times I stated law. And after stating law so many times and them knowing that I wasn't going to move, then they threatened to call the cops on me and cite me with public indecency, even though all you could see was the feet of the baby hanging out from the large blanket. Um, and um, I shared my story with some moms in my just local mommy group. And, of course, you know, we reached out to Target. Target was never responsive for, you know, quite a long time, they had plenty of time to make a, a proper response. And then eventually they said, if Target is not going to reply to you, let's um, turn up the heat and let's try and make them reply and let's see what we can do. So that's when the organization of the nursing began. That's awesome. And how did you end up getting involved with Best for Babes? Um, it, during the time when, you know, this happened to me, and this is my fourth child, and, you know, I've had other small things, but nothing like this, and nothing to the point where when I called corporate office to report saying, hey, your employees aren't being trained properly, you know, they're acting outside of the scope of law for for the corporate office to turn around and have a corporate office person tell me that all breastfeeding moms just want to flaunt their boobs around the oh, store. No um, way. You know, I was pretty amped up, and I reached out to several breastfeeding advocacy groups hoping that somebody would tell me what I'm supposed to do and how to do it and just to have um, support from them and Best for Babes. Um, Bettina Forbes ended up calling me back. She was the only one, and so I was gr so grateful to her um, for helping me, um, you know, through my situation at the time that I just decided to, if I was going to join anyone, it would be them because they were so gracious to me. That's awesome. Michelle, can you describe way, different ways that breastfeeding mothers might be harassed for nursing in public? You know, there's simple things that people do by, you know, just the stinky looking stares and the eye rolls and the and the offhanded comments. And those aren't too bad um, for most moms. There are some moms who can't even handle that that I talk to, and that's why they choose to never nurse in public because they just can't go through that stress. Um, and, but there's other incidents that are more extreme that I hear where people are actually physically putting their hands on the mother and the baby or throwing items at them and hitting them so hard that it, you know, causes, you know, um, the baby to be hurt. So, you know, it ranges from minute to extreme. 
And it definitely, you had mentioned that your your little guy was covered up while you were nursing. Um, and this seems to be the hot button controversy on this topic is actually covering up. Um, yet most laws don't state that a mom actually has to cover up while nursing in public. So do you have recommendations for what a mother should do if someone walks up to her and asks her to cover up? Um, the, the issue of a mom covering up or not covering up um, is kind of irrelevant when it comes to law. Um, when the law says that a mom has a right to, to nurse in public, she has the right to nurse in public, period. Um, so even if there isn't a specification within the indecent exposure laws that exempts um, breastfeeding from indecent exposure, then the right to nurse is the right to nurse, period. So um, in the states that just simply say right to nurse, but they don't have the definition um, further discussed, Describing, you know, that indecent exposure is not considered breastfeeding, then you don't really have to worry about that. But, you know, as far as moms, I say do what you're comfortable with. Every mom is comfortable doing whatever she, you know, is doing, and whatever works for you works for you. Um, there's been times that I don't cover, and there's been times that I have to cover because my baby's so distracted by the outside world. That's the only way I could get him to nurse. Um, so really, it's up to the mom. And you mentioned these laws. And so are there federal laws that protect a mother's right to breastfeed in public or just state laws? Um, as far as nursing in public, um, there is a federal law um, that says that a mom has a right to nurse in public on federal property. So that would be places like postal offices or a federal park or, you know, just anything um, that is owned by the by federal government property. Outside of that, there is no federal law on nursing in public. There is some on pumping and, you know, requirements for employers um, as far as employees and providing them time to pump. But as far as nursing in public, that's just it, just federal property only. Okay, so what about these state laws then? Where, where can moms find state, their state laws that protect their right to breastfeed in public? The best resource that I've found for um, finding out what your breastfeeding laws are is www.breastfeedinglaw.com. I absolutely adore her site because it's really, really easy to read and it's really easy to understand. And not only that, but it also clearly explains um, the lack of the enforcement provisions that there is. Okay. And we'll be talking about enforcement provisions later in this episode. Um, I want to open it up to our panelists in the studio now. Ladies, can you briefly describe what happened to you when you were harassed while nursing in public and, and how did this incident make you feel? Whitney, you want to start? I had a family emergency back in Texas. And being out here in San Diego, the most easy way for us to travel is by plane. So having a two-month-old baby at the time, it was already a huge struggle. And I didn't know that breastfeeding was going to be that much more of a struggle. And I did not know that I was going to come into such a barrier on the airplane. Um, I was covered. You couldn't tell because I had extra blankets around and the fact that the how much of it just I'm sorry <laughs> the the reason for such an upstir for me breastfeeding and trying to explain you know my husband's not here she's I I I don't I don't have any other choice being a first time mom already scrambled and being told to 
you know, go somewhere else with that disgusting act. You know, you are a disgrace to women. You should not be doing that anywhere near other men. And not one person standing up for you. It's just disheartening so, so much. And being told, well, if you don't stop, I'm going to get an air marshal and you will be kicked off this flight, no matter how close you are to your destination. It's just, I broke down. I couldn't believe that just because one man did not like that I was breastfeeding, the whole plane didn't like that I was breastfeeding. I was in the back. I was closest to the bathroom. And then after that huge argument, me being told that I need to go into the bathroom to feed my baby or I would be kicked off the plane just set me off. I don't need in a bathroom. Why would I put my baby in a bathroom? Just and being covered. The thing is I was covered. You couldn't even tell what was going on unless you saw like a little hand coming through and yeah. you knew it was a hand. Just I couldn't handle it and I being told that American Airlines does not allow breastfeeding is a lie. I asked the flight attendant if there was any specific rules, guidelines. She just said no, but since you have threats on you right now that you will be kicked off the plane, you do what you feel is best. Who, threat- who threatened to kick you off the plane? The man that did not oh. like that I was breastfeeding. Uh, so it was one of the other passengers. Yes, and he was... In the beginning of the flight, he was pretty far up in the front, and by the time we were getting off the plane, he had moved closer to the back just to keep checking on me to make wow. sure I was not in that disgusting act. That's amazing. But um, I would have gladly gotten off the plane. Uh, I, I would have probably gotten some legal into it. Just... Being told to go in the bathroom to feed is just disgusting. I don't think anybody wants to sit on the toilet and eat a meal, <laughs> and I will not do that to my daughter. And the fact that we were about 45 minutes before landing, he comes back to the bathroom. You could tell he didn't have to go. He just wanted to see if I was still breastfeeding. I was still breastfeeding, mm-hmm. and he started yelling he kept saying, this is disgusting. Are you serious? You need to go somewhere else with that. Get the F off my plane. I did not pay $250 to be around this act. I just, I couldn't take it. And I did not leave the house for a long time after that. If I had any errands, I made sure that my baby was fed and she wouldn't have to be fed while the, while the time I was out. And it, it just... It's depressing being a first-time mom and wanting to give the best for your baby and then being told all these things to make you feel like, should I be doing this? It's just, it's really hard to talk about sometimes, just remembering and having all of those words coming back at you. You just, you just feel it all over again. And I think that I want to ask Daisy as well about her experience, but the thing that I want to point out too is I think that people... When they hear about nursing and public harassment, I don't think they realize the repercussions on the mom who is hearing this and the the devastation and the way that it makes her feel. Um, and so I really appreciate you telling us um, about your experience because I can tell that it's still really fresh um, in your mind. 
Um, Daisy, can you can you tell us what what happened with you? Sure. Uh, so my experience was actually much less than than what Whitney went through. Um, very mild. I was out to dinner at the Cheesecake Factory in Chula Vista um, with my husband and my daughter, who was probably about five or six months old at the time. Um, we were in a booth. I honestly can't remember if I was using a cover or not. I, I go back and forth with the cover because my daughter just likes to pull it and, and kick it off and play peekaboo, and I find that it brings more attention to me <laughs> nursing her if I have the cover. Um, but I always have on two shirts, so I, I pull up a t-shirt and then, you know, a camisole on underneath, so there really is absolutely nothing you're going to see, um, and my baby's head is covering any side cleavage or, or anything. Um, to the to the side of our table was a family. It was a mom and dad, probably in their mid forties, and their two teenage daughters. And their one of their daughters saw what I was doing and pointed, actually pointed, you know, like extended her arm to point at me. And I saw it, and I was just kind of chuckling to myself. And then her sister was just their jaw dropped. And then the parents began turning around in their seats to look at me and. Um, and I just kind of started giggling, and I'm, you know, kicking my husband under the table, and <laughs> and I'm still trying to be polite and not point back. But it was like, look what these people are doing! They're <laughs> pointing out that I'm I'm nursing my daughter. That's all I'm doing is just nursing my daughter in a restaurant who's calm and not throwing a fit. Um, a waitress came. She took our order. She didn't skip a beat. I mean, it was just, you know, do you do you want fries? You want, cr- <laughs> you know, it was no issue to her. Um, so the family had, they were close to finishing their meal, and it was clear that I wasn't going to stop nursing. I wasn't going to change anything, and um, they called a manager over, and the manager came out and turned to look at me, and, and you know, I'm just still breastfeeding away, um, and he just kind of had this look on his face like, really? This is what I got called out for? You know, not because the food was an issue or there was a, you know, they had a bad server experience. So he knelt down. We couldn't hear what he said to them. They promptly got up and left the restaurant. Um, he never said anything to us. He never, nobody ever pushed the issue. It was, it, it was, it was a great way to end it because, you know, I didn't, I wasn't asked to cover up. They didn't embarrass me with any kind of, you know, just further, furthering what they were doing. I think, um, them pointing and you know the facial expressions it was enough and it was just such a bad example that the parents set for their teenage daughters because you know they're they, gonna be in a childbearing to, age at some point yeah, <laughs> um and when i when i was pregnant with my daughter i had such a rough pregnancy and such a traumatic childbirth that i never expected to have a successful breastfeeding relationship i just so i didn't have any goals and you know i didn't plan to do this um i don't enjoy wearing bathing suits in public. I don't enjoy showing cleavage, but I do enjoy that I am giving my daughter the best nutrition. Um, It's always available. It's always a perfect temperature. I don't have to mix it. I don't have to measure it. It's just, it's the most healthy way to feed a baby. And I, I don't understand why it's such a source of anger because it's, it's just that like what the, the people were saying to you or what the man said to you on the plane, it's, something that should be shamed and and publicly shunned you know no you're just feeding a baby babies have to eat from a nipple that's it sometimes the nipple is made of skin sometimes it's made of silicone but they have to eat from a nipple that's such a great point um 
Thank you for sharing your story, by the way. Um, Michelle, uh, one of our Facebook followers, Kate Garcia, had a question, and it was, what is the best thing to say to someone who says something negative to a mom nursing in public? And she actually requested, which I love, do you have something short and non-confrontational that, you know, it's just kind of a, a couple liner that we can all keep in our back pocket if, if a situation arises? Well, you know, first of all, I, I recommend that most moms keep their state law printed out in their, you know, on a wallet, of like a business size card in their wallet or their diaper bag. But, you know, really simply because most states do give you the right to nurse in public, you know, just, you know, I, I'm sorry, I don't, I'm not trying to cause a scene, I'm not trying to cause a problem, I'm just simply feeding my baby, I'll be done rather quickly, I'm not, you know, hurting anyone, and, you know, please, if you could go about your business so I can go about mine. You know, it is my legal right to do so. You know, just something along those lines, you know, where it's just, you know, saying, please just, please just respectfully leave me alone and I'll respectfully leave you alone, you know, um, without being rude, you know. Absolutely. And obviously, Whitney, with your incident, um, I don't think no matter what nice thing you would have said, that would have helped you in that situation because clearly, as Daisy mentioned, this man was very angry. Um, did you did you do anything after your incident occurred, or did you say anything to him, or you know, when you got off the plane, or I I know right, like in retrospect, I I, I did, yeah, because I felt like I needed to leave with some kind of good oof. for you. <laughs> What'd you do? I did tell him that I felt that he was a hypocrite because. Back or to my knowledge, I didn't think that they had baby formula when he was a baby. And how did your mother feed you? That's awesome. Did they bring a cow out from the farm and let him put you <laughs> under it? Because I mean, there's only one other way, and you're you know you're being a hypocrite. I'm sure you were fed that way. Why can't my daughter be fed that way? That's awesome. Um, and Daisy, I know that the family actually never came up to you, but were you? Uh, concocting any um snarky things in your mind or just or just something that you would want to say to them if they came up to I'm you I'm never composed in the moment <laughs> so it just I'm would have either. been it would have been bad um but I could definitely see it. my husband has never really up until that point had a stand or a position on it um but for that I could see it click with him like really you yeah. know like it, it we had heard st I had shared stories with him from the the Facebook group members and um, you know, some women are even told by their best friends, you know, you're not going to breastfeed in front of my husband and, yeah. or their mother-in-law or their, you know, their own mother, like, wants to send them off to a back room. And so I think for that, um, that was definitely when it clicked with him. It was like, this is just not something that should ever happen. It's, you can't see anything, you know. And so what if you can? I mean, first-time moms, we're kind of going through enough. We're, you know, <laughs> trying to get our bodies back and hormones and temperature elevated and regulated um, and just figure out what you need in a diaper bag to get out of the house. And <laughs> being judged for feeding your child is the absolute last thing we need. And, yeah. and if you're covered, why take that time out of your day just to point it out? Are you mad yeah. that you're not seeing what they're doing <laughs> or what? It's, and it, it I just don't understand where the anger comes from because it is it's deep. It is so deep in society. Absolutely. All right. Well, when we come back, Michelle will discuss what a mother can do after a breastfeeding in public harassment incident and the new Best for Babes Nursing in Public Harassment Hotline. We'll be right back.
So we're back with Michelle Hickman, um, who is the director of activism for Best for Babes. And we are talking about ways to combat nursing in public harassment. So, um, Michelle, what can a mother do to remedy a nursing in public harassment incident? And are there ever times where an attorney should actually get involved? Um, I've actually constructed several pointers and tips that are on the Best for Babes website. If you go to the Take Action um, page and then you go to Facing Discrimination, there's some pointers on there on what to do, um, like, you know, remaining calm and just kind of explaining your rights. Um, First of all, knowing what your rights are, you know, is very important. Reaching out to, um, you know, the establishment, whether it's an owner or the corporate office, letting them know what's going on and, you know, giving them some time to respond. Um, And then also, you know, you want to make sure that um, all of those avenues are done before you try and go to the next route of, you know, a nurse in or media or whatever, you know, the mom prefers. Okay. And are there times when an attorney should be called in? Yeah, actually, um, attorneys um, can get involved in cases when there's non-breastfeeding related violations, like somebody throwing something at you and your baby, or an employee grabbing your arm as he's trying to make you move out of the store or wherever he's, you know, or she's trying to make you move. So there are some non-breastfeeding related violations that you can hire a lawyer for. Um, In most states in America, there is not an enforcement provision. However, in the states that do have enforcement provisions outside of a lawyer um, and related to breastfeeding violations that are not, you know, like an assault charge, you would have to normally typically go through the um, attorney general's office and do a civil uh, claim. Okay. And Michelle, you had mentioned a nurse So when... When do you recommend, when, when are nurses actually, you know, the most appropriate way to handle something like this? Well, we all know how the media can be to breastfeeding moms. And after a mom has already faced discrimination and she's already been a victim of, you know, all of these things, um, the last thing we want to do is just throw her to the wolves of the media and allow her to be further victimized. So the media in most, you know, mainstream people are going to want to see that the mom did make attempts to try and rectify the situation privately between themselves and the establishment, um, you know, by giving them time to grant a proper response of an apology and a promise to train employees according to breastfeeding law. Because, you know, I think apologies are just apologies and they kind of aren't so good um, for me anymore because, my incident in Target was not the first, um, and whenever you research things, there's so many organizations out there who have come out with an incident said, I'm sorry, this won't happen again, yet it still happens over and over again. So in order to properly combat that, I think that an apology with employee training would be the most appropriate thing for them to do. Um, and if all of those things have been exhausted and they're just not going to participate and, you know, be friendly and try and work with you, then at that point, you know, a nurse can serve, you know, purposeful as far as getting your story out there and hopefully putting some pressure on getting them to do something. Absolutely. Um, and Michelle, besides the obvious embarrassment a mother feels after one of these incidents, Um, What do you think are the societal implications of this type of harassment if it continues? You know, I I really don't think that society really pays attention 
to breastfeeding harassment as a true form of harassment. And you know, um, the caller or the person that you had earlier on, on air with us talking about her airline incident, you can hear in her voice to all of the people listening to us today the types of things that are still there. And it's a real victim, victim mentality that these people go through. And it's disempowering them and it, and it makes them fearful, you know, and it really holds with them. And it's, something that it's really sad that people don't recognize this as a form of discrimination when every other form of discrimination in society is recognized. So I think, you know, letting it to continue to happen over and over um, with media coverage and things like nurses or whatever helps raise awareness that this is a real situation that's happening to real moms. Um, but where society takes it, time will tell. Yeah. And so actually, Whitney and Daisy, I'd love for you to kind of answer this question as well. Um, After your harassment incident, Whitney, you mentioned that you had a really tough time leaving the house when it was feeding time because of this incident. Um, So would you say you're pretty nervous about breastfeeding in public after this? Extremely. It makes me want to pump more. My daughter never drank breast milk from a bottle. It was straight nipple to mouth. And I, I now know that I, uh, my backbone is stronger in breastfeeding. That's why I was so, want, that's why I changed my plans to speak on this today. <laughs> you know, my next, ch- my next child or children, I will stand up for myself in a better sense. Nobody will run over me in that again. It is their right. My husband fights for their right to talk trash. Well, I'm going to dish it right back to you. <laughs> yeah. And I will better myself in the next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's d- definitely a learning experience. Unfortunately, it had to be coming from a negative place, but, um, and I appreciate you changing your plans to be here today. <laughs> um, Daisy, how about you? What, what was your comfort level after this incident? Did uh, it change you at all? I breastfed at a company picnic. <laughs> <laughs> no cover. It was like, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, it definitely empowered me more to not even worry about a cover. Um, because it's not, A, it's not something that has to be covered up, I think. Um, B, my cover is made of polyester and it adds about 30 degrees to us. So in <laughs> August or September, come on, you know. <laughs> um, but it, it definitely just made me feel that much stronger about doing what I know is best for my daughter, no matter where I'm at. If it's Trader Joe's, if it's a library, I breastfed her in church on Mardi Gras without a cover. Um, I will not consider feeding her in a bathroom absolutely will not um and i don't know how how anybody can can propose that as a a safe or healthy <laughs> it's a valid solution of, yeah. yeah um yeah but it's if anything i have you know in certain circumstances i feel like okay i'll try that you know at the fabric store um to me that I don't know, I don't need a cover in church, but apparently at the fabric (laughs) store, I feel like I need a cover (laughs) just to show that I have one. Um, And, you know, I'm not doing it on purpose, but it's, you know, it it definitely draws more attention with my kid to to try and cover it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Michelle, can you explain to us what um, what is the Best for Babes Nursing and Public Harassment Hotline and why was it established? The Best for Babes Nursing and Public Hotline, which the number is 855 
N-I-P-F-R-E-E, NIP-free, or if you're looking for just the numbers, 855-647-3733. And basically, um, I started having so many moms sharing their stories of incidents with me to the point where I was getting almost, you know, one a day of a mom who was just so distraught, and what do I do, and what are my options, and what did you do in your situation? So I decided, you know, I see all of these incidents everywhere being reported all over the place. Wouldn't it be great if next time I called Walmart or Target or whatever it is, restaurant, um, you know, place, and I'm talking on behalf of these moms, rather than saying, you know, I know we could do something. It would be very simple to just add one more sentence in our employee training on discrimination that we already have in our corporate policy. But... This is just one mom you're talking to me about that wouldn't it be great if we had one place where all of the moms could call and we could have this massive database. So no matter if it was Best for Babes or if it was Mothering.com or Breastfeeding in Combat Boots or whoever it was that was going after, you know, seeking, you know, to either improve legislation, you know, and give examples to legislators or to contact, you know, the corporate office, wouldn't it be great to say, hey, you know, YMCA, I know you told me no when I had one mom, but now I have 38. Don't you think you should revisit your breastfeeding policy by now? Because um, it really adds a lot of weight to it. And not only that, but most, most importantly, just to be here as a voice for moms and to be here to have someone who that can relate with their um, incident and someone who can just be a shoulder to cry on and to help work them, you know, and, and migrate their way through their situation, um, you know, according to what their needs and their desires are. And Michelle, you've, you've mentioned an enforcement provision um, several times during this interview. And so can you explain what an enforcement provision is and why do you think this would be helpful to prevent this type of harassment? Well, um, in Texas, where I live, um, I am granted the right to nurse in public, wherever I am, pretty much, period. That's pretty much how what it says in a nutshell. However, when someone comes up to me and does not allow me to nurse in public, then there's not much that can be done. But there are a handful of states, like Massachusetts um, is one, where if you have a breastfeeding incident, you can report your incident to the, typically it's the Attorney General's office, and you can file a civil lawsuit against the person or corporation or whoever it is, and you can get paid, and the, and the fines and the fees range. Um, typically, you'll be reimbursed any legal fees and court fees, and then $500 or whatever it is, which it is a lengthy process to go through for most moms, but it does give them some sense of that there's something there to protect me. Otherwise, um, in most states, which it's really sad that most states don't have an enforcement provision, like, you know, here in Texas where I am, here I am as a mom who seemingly feels protected that I know my state law and I have the right to nurse in public. So I go and I nurse in public feeling comfortable that that I have this legal right and that the law is on my side. And then when an incident occurs, lo and behold, I find out, oh, no, there's nothing they can do. It's like telling people, we really want you to go 20 miles an hour in the school zone and pay attention so you don't run over kiddos. But if you don't, we're not going to give you a ticket because we don't have any way of enforcing it. 
So it's kind of like, why do they even have that law in place if there's not a way to enforce it? That's, oh, man, that is such a good point. <laughs> well, and I do want to mention, too, that um, California, um, we are doing our best to try to start an enforcement provision as well, thanks to the help of Michelle and her team at Best for Babes. Um, after a pretty significant incident in San Diego at um, a courthouse where a bailiff um, had some pretty significant um nursing and public harassment um, to another mom here in San Diego. Um, we have started going through the legal process um, to start an enforcement provision here because like Michelle mentioned, if there's no way to enforce the law, what's the point of having it on the books? So um, I'm super grateful to have you on our show, Michelle, just to share your insight into the ways of, to combat nursing and public harassment and also just to bring light into the fact that this is really significant. Um, it is a, it's a woman's right issue. And I think that um, it gets glossed over, like you said, in the media. Oh, just another breastfeeding mom having a problem. Um, But it really is much deeper than that. So um, thank you for being here. And for our Boob Group Club members, our conversation will continue at the end of the show, as um, or after the end of the show, as Michelle will discuss airline policies for nursing aboard a plane. For more information about our Boob Group Club, please visit our website at theboobgroup.com. Before we end today's show, here is Jonna Rose Feinberg discussing tips for breastfeeding multiple babies. Hi, Boob Group. This is Jonna Rose Feinberg, editor of breastfeedingtwins.org. I'm a mom of twins and a board-certified lactation consultant in the Seattle area. Today, we are going to talk about positioning options for breastfeeding your twins. In the beginning, you may find it easiest to focus on feeding one baby at a time, but once you and the babies get the hang of things, you may want to tandem nurse for some or all of your feedings. Many moms find that using a special twin nursing pillow helps them comfortably support both babies in the football position. This is great for babies when they're younger and continues to work for many people as their babies grow because it gives each baby their own space. For small babies, you may need to add rolled or folded receiving blankets, washcloths, or other props to help position the babies and keep yourself comfortable. As the babies get bigger, You can adjust the number of props or add some pillows behind your back or under the pillow for extra support. You can also tandem nurse while reclining. You may want to experiment with feeding in a recliner or leaning back on some pillows with one baby resting along each side supported by your arms. This position is well suited for babies who are latching well and have good head control and it's a nice way to feed babies and let mom rest a bit. Once your babies are older, you might want to experiment with more upright positions. Babies who are sitting on their own can straddle your leg and lean in to nurse. This position is especially nice when you're out and about because it doesn't require any nursing pillows or props and can be easier on your back. Whatever position you choose, remember that as your babies grow, new options will be available. So please keep experimenting to figure out what works best for you. For pictures of breastfeeding positions and to read more tips and personal breastfeeding stories, please visit breastfeedingtwins.org. And keep listening to The Boob Group for more twin tips. Thank you so much to our expert panelists and to all of our listeners. If you have any questions about today's show or the topics we discussed, please call our Boob Group hotline at 619-866-4775 and we'll answer your question on an upcoming episode. If you have a breastfeeding topic you'd like to suggest, we'd love to hear it. Simply visit our website at theboobgroup.com and send us an email through the contact link. Coming up next week, we have Rose Devine Jackowitz discussing inducing lactation, breastfeeding without giving birth. 
Thanks for listening to The Boob Group, your judgment-free breastfeeding resource. This has been a new Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.